Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Live Natural, Live Well. I'm your host, Heather Lounsbury, also known as Doc Heather on Twitter. Please make sure to mark my show as a favorite and tune in for future episodes. Um, before I bring my very special guest on today, Rachel Parent, let me tell you a little bit about myself just in case this is your first time tuning in. I'm a doctor of Chinese medicine, nutritionist, and author of Fix Your Mood with Food. So please check out my book. You can go to my website at livenaturallivewell.com for more information about me and what I do, what I treat. I do offer phone consultations anywhere in the world. So if you want help getting healthier, whether it's emotionally and or physically, I'm happy to help you. So please be in touch. You can do that through my website, again, at livenaturallivewell.com. And I'm going to just go ahead and bring Rachel on the line. She can tell you more about herself. Um, I hope to be more like her when I grow up. Hi, Hi Rachel. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, that's sweet. You're very, very welcome. It's my honor. Um, So before we go into some details about the ugliness of GMOs, I would love for my listeners who might not know about you, if you could share a little bit about your story and what inspired to do what you're doing today. Yeah, for sure. Um, When I was 12, I had the the basically – project to write a speech for school and it could be anything that we wanted to talk about it could be about you know what it's like to be a skier or why we named our dog a certain name or whatever whatever we're passionate about and I decided to do uh, a speech about something that I thought was interesting so I started researching our food system I started researching poverty issues around the world and what really struck me about our food system is how interconnected it is with all of the issues uh, globally that we're facing. Um, So as I started to research more and more in depth into our food system, I came across GMOs and the extensive use of herbicides and pesticides that come along with these genetically engineered products. Uh, And I became immediately concerned about all of the health and environmental concerns that come along with it. Uh, and I felt like I needed to do something. And what also spurred me into action was the fact that GMOs, which are genetically modified organisms, are labeled in 64 countries around the world, but mandatory GMO labeling is not required in Canada or the U.S. And, in fact, we're the only two industrialized nations in the entire world that don't require mandatory GMO labeling. So that was kind of a red light, uh, a red light to me, and I felt like I needed to take action. So... I started a small Twitter account, and that grew, and then um, I led a march downtown Toronto to gain mandatory GMO labeling, um, and that led to me registering a nonprofit organization called Kids Right to Know, and I've been working for the past six years with Kids Right to Know to try and uh, teach kids about healthy food and why our food is so important, not only just for our health, but the environment. Our food has such an impact on the environment. Um, and also trying to get our governments to give us the simple transparency and the simple right to know what's in our food by giving us mandatory GMO labeling. Wow, that's a great story and, and incredibly inspiring. And for someone 
so young to be interested in the food system. You were clearly meant to be <laughs> doing this. <laughs> Thank you. It's a lot of fun too, and I I really enjoy everything that I work on. Um, it's inspiring to see other people in our food movement as well, and I look up to so many of the activists who have been in this movement for so long um, and who have dedicated so much of their lives to all of this work, uh, trying to gain better food for everyone. That's great. And um, how do you have time for schoolwork? So um, going through high school is definitely challenging, not going to lie. Um, trying to balance school and activism and speaking um, was definitely difficult, but I took it as one day at a time and, and just do what you can and get through it. And I've graduated now. I'm currently on a gap year, so I took some time to work on all of this, and I'm working with an organization called Regeneration International, so uh, working on solutions to all of these problems, and especially with the soil and climate change, and bringing that into a, a relatable message that people understand that our food can help solve issues like climate change and can help make our soil healthier and better uh, for generations to come. So this year has been really great for me uh, in terms of getting so much more done. And while school was difficult, it definitely taught me a lot about uh, managing my time uh, and schedules and um, it's definitely made me uh, more conscious of, of all the work that I need to do and, and continue to do. Wonderful. And what, is, what are your plans for college and beyond? I know you're still pretty young, but I'm sure you have plenty of ideas. Yeah. Um, well, I'm hoping, uh, hoping to get into journalism, and uh, we'll be seeing about that soon. And so next year I'll probably be going to university uh, to study journalism, and I think journalism is such an incredible tool for spreading truth. And as you know, um, it has the capability, you know, to reach into people's homes and to be able to deliver messages that we all need to hear. So I'm really excited about that opportunity. Great. And so for our listeners, I'm sure there's not many, but just for in case from our listeners today, if you could share a little bit about what GMOs are and what uh, are the consequences? For sure. So GMOs are genetically modified organisms, and this is where they take DNA from one species and insert it into another to introduce a new trait. So I know that sounds complicated, uh, but there are really only two main types of GMOs on our markets right now. There are more coming our way, but um, currently there's pesticide-producing crops and herbicide-resistant crops. So pesticide-producing is where they insert, uh, like, a pesticide into the seed, and when it grows and a bug tries to eat this plant, uh, its basically stomach will be filled with ulcers. On the other hand, there's and, – and the bug will die. On the other hand, there's herbicide-resistant. And herbicide-resistant is where they engineer the plant to be resistant to chemicals and herbicides without killing the plants and only killing the weeds in between. So um, those are the two main types. But, of course, along with this comes a lot of environmental damage and a lot of health damages. For health, it's been linked to things like allergies, digestive disorders, organ damage, even things like tumors. And then for our environment, uh, GMOs have been, and their pesticides have been linked to things like the dying off of our bees and our butterflies, 
uh, and other pollinators, as well as superweeds and superbugs, because a lot of these weeds and bugs that were being killed off by pesticides and herbicides before um, are becoming resistant to these chemicals, and now we have to use stronger and more abrasive chemicals to be able to kill them, making it more damaging for our environment, as well as contamination of our soil and our water systems, which is a huge problem. Um, and so the main crops that you're going to find that are genetically modified are corn, canola, soy, uh, sugar from sugar beet. Uh, there's some yellow squash and zucchini. And we have new GMOs entering our market all the time. There was Hawaiian papaya, which is still a big problem. Um, but new ones include the genetically modified Arctic apple, which is a big problem. And while it's not on our shelves yet, it might be coming out soon. And so if you see the label that says Arctic Apple, uh, in the future, please avoid it. Um, basically, they've engineered it so that it, you can cut open the apple and leave it open for a long time. But the problem is they turned off enzymes. So these apples are no longer healthy for you, and they don't have all the nutritional benefits that we need, plus they're doused in chemicals. Um, the other thing is the genetically modified uh, salmon, which is the first GM animal to reach our markets. And this one is really scary because the fact is when we release things like animals, even plants, but animals um, especially, when this gets out into the environment, we can't retract it. And so the worry with the genetically modified salmon is that because this GM salmon grows twice as fast and is much more aggressive than natural salmon, if it's ever to be released out into the environment um, by some accident or mistake, it could breed or kill off natural salmon and therefore contaminating all of our natural salmon supplies. Um, so this is a big concern. And genetically modified alfalfa, which has been approved as well, um, is a problem because it is a grass. Uh, it pollinates very quickly, so it has the possibility to contaminate all natural alfalfa. And alfalfa is a huge crop used for livestock uh, and growing um, animals for food. And so that could have the potential to contaminate all milk that's organic um, and all meat that could be organic. So these are the new GM products that we're facing. And it, it's, it is scary, but there's a lot of things that we can do. And I really encourage everybody to buy organic and to buy local and regenerative um, products from farmers that you trust. Do you have any other suggestions of what people can do? Yeah, um, read labels. And uh, if you're interested, you can look for um, the non-GMO verified label sticker on a lot of the food products that are out there. Um, like I mentioned before, the main crops that are genetically modified are going to be corn, canola, soy, um, and then products that come from that, which are vegetable oil, so, and, and other oils. So you're going to want to avoid those things. Read your labels. Try and avoid those ingredients. Um, try and buy the non-GMO verified products if possible and buy organic if possible. The other thing that I always talk about with people is um, be aware that a lot of the processed foods that we're eating have been sprayed very heavily with a chemical called glyphosate. And glyphosate is a really big problem because um, it has been linked to things like cancer uh, and many other issues. Even the WHO came out and said that it is a probable carcinogen and may be causing cancer in humans. And it's 
the key ingredient in a herbicide called Roundup. So, I mean, if you go to any home hardware store, uh, you'll probably see Roundup, and a lot of people used to use it on their lawns. Um, it was a very big product in the past, but it's very widely used on um, crops such as wheat, chickpeas, lentils, not just genetically modified crops that have been engineered to resist it, but even regular crops as a way to dry it out very quickly before harvest, which means that um, there's, there's about 70 crops that have been approved for, for glyphosate spraying just to dry it out before harvest. So if you look up that list, you can find all of those crops, and I really encourage you to avoid eating uh, those foods unless it's organic, simply because glyphosate um, is very toxic for our bodies and for the environment, and is causing such big health issues. Um, so, yeah, I, that's one, the other thing. Be aware of of what's being used on your food and the impact that it's having not only on our health, but the environment and for the generations to come. Great. Thank you. And um, do you know, do you have any uh, information on what happens? Because I know a lot of these are um, crops are used to feed animals that meat eaters eat. Um, soy is a, a big, uh, at least in the U.S., I'm assuming it's the same in Canada, a big crop to feed cows. Um, do you have any more information about that? Yeah, um, I mean, one-third of the food that we uh, that is grown genetically modified is going towards animal feed. So one-third of it, it goes towards junk food, one-third of it goes towards ethanol production, and the other one-third goes towards um, animal feed. And it's really unfortunate um, because not only are these animals most of the time in, in CAFOs or factory farms, like confined animal feeding operations, um, but now they're being fed foods that are extremely unhealthy and are making them sick in some cases, and then comes the extra use of antibiotics and hormones. Um, so it becomes a really unhealthy food for us to eat on top of that, um, so, yeah, I encourage you, if you're going to buy meat um, or eggs or dairy, uh, try and buy organic. And I do know it's expensive in some cases, but what I've started to do is find economical ways to buy organic food and to cook from home. And I find that the less you buy processed food and already made food, uh, the more you save. So even if you're buying organic food, if you buy, for instance, a bag of quinoa and uh, you uh, cook that quinoa, it could last over a week, and it's very filling and full of nutrients. And if you buy it organically, it's not as expensive as uh, continuously buying processed foods. So that's a tip that I have for people to really try and make homemade meals um, because in the end, you not only save on, on the food itself, but you save on, you know, health care bills and, and things like that later on in life. Um, so, yeah, for sure with uh, the animal feed, a lot of the genetically modified crops that we're seeing are going towards animals. Yeah, and I would say uh, just to add to that, maybe just give up animal products altogether. Of course, I'm going to um, add that. And also, um, at least in the U.S., I know Canada, you have a much better system when it comes to health care uh, when patients of mine say, wow, that's, you know, buying organic is organic is expensive or going to Whole Foods is expensive. I'm like, well, 
missing out, missing work because we don't have sick, much sick pay in the U.S. and also medical bills. Um, and something like a, a round of cancer treatment is, um, averages about $55,000. So if you uh, take that into account, you actually, obviously you don't want to get sick, but you save a lot of money by not um, getting sick in the first place. Yeah, exactly. It's all about preventative care as well and making sure that we're taking the best care of ourselves as we possibly can. And like you said, Canada does have a better health care system than the U.S. does. So especially if you're living in the United States and your health care isn't covered, you want to make sure that you're taking care of your body in the best ways that you possibly can. Yeah, exactly. And do you have any information about what's going on? Um, I know India, it's a big issue with uh, farmers. Um, there's a, 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 a sort of an epidemic of farmers in India um, killing themselves because they can't afford to buy these genetically modified seeds and they can't uh, get away from that. Do you have any more information on that? Yeah, um, I actually went to India a couple of years ago and it was an incredible experience. And I know a lot of um, organizations and people that work are actually actively working with these farmers to try and help them and their families. But what's happening is uh, a few years ago, Monsanto and the other big biotech companies started introducing genetically modified cotton uh, into India, and farmers were told that the yields would be better and that they would make more money and uh, they would be more prosperous and be able to sustain their families better. And, of course, this hasn't been the case. Uh, the cotton that they were selling was a pesticide-producing variety of cotton called BT cotton. And... Uh, it was meant to kill off a worm that was eating off regular cotton. What ended up happening was the worm became resistant to this uh, toxin within the crops and um, ravaged all of their fields. And a lot of the farmers lost tons of money and be uh, went into debt. And by Indian law, if a farmer commits suicide, the debt isn't passed on to their family. So a lot of farmers have now committed suicide. It's an estimated over 250,000 farmers have now ended their lives, unfortunately. And it creates an even, even larger cycle of poverty because now these families uh, who are depending on, on the lead person in their family who is growing these crops now has to depend on themselves. So it's a really unfortunate and sad situation that's happening over there. Um, and luckily we have groups like the Hummingbird Project and like Navdanya um, in India that are, are really working to help protect farmers uh, from situations like this and to help the families of, uh, who are victims of these suicides uh, to sort of switch their farms back over to organic and regenerative practices and take back control of the land. Oh, that's great to hear. There's hope. And wasn't there something going on in India that Monsanto was trying to go in and force farmers to buy their seeds? Yeah, it happens quite often. And, and Monsanto and Syngenta, they're always saying that they want to feed the world um, and that they have the answer, when in reality their crops have not proven to do that. And they've created more issues like the suicides in India, um, and they're they're not creating real solutions. Instead, they're creating... Um, the problem in trying to present themselves as offering a solution when in reality they're, they're pushing farmers into debt 
and they're damaging our environment in the process. Yeah, and how about some countries are now um, uh, rejecting genetically modified foods altogether and uh, also Roundup. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's incredible. A lot of countries are starting to turn away from this idea of industrialized agriculture and starting to say no to GMOs and no to the corporations. And they're taking back control of of their seed freedom and their land freedom. Um, And there's more and more countries every day. There's over 32 countries that have banned GMOs. Um, and we're we're excited to see that continue to develop, as well as um, bans or restrictions on on glyphosate and Roundup, which I truly believe that Canada needs to definitely put stronger restrictions, if not ban this product, simply because of the uh, all of the warnings from the World Health Organization, uh, as well as other groups, and in the U.S. as well. So it's exciting to see that. While we're behind here in Canada and the U.S., um, a lot of countries are moving forward and starting to see that they need to take action immediately to stop what's happening. Great. And are you seeing any shifts in Canada? Um, There is a shift towards the food movement. We are very similar to the U.S. in terms of um, the status of our food movement and the lobbying that goes on within our government, um, which is... It's sad that, you know, our own government officials aren't standing up for our right to know what's in our food and the right to choose what we want to put in our bodies. But on the bright side, uh, when people tell me, um, why do you even bother fighting against the corporations and and why do you, you know, spend so much time doing this when, when these corporations have millions of dollars, the thing that I always say is we've reached a point in which we can't get any worse. We we have only up to go from here. And uh, there's so much positivity that we can still gain from, from activism and working together. So we there's a lot of hope and there is a lot of opportunity for change and for, for creating a better world and uh, governmental system and food regulation system for, for years to come. Wow, it's, thanks for being so positive about it. That's what we... <laughs> need more like you, like what the teenagers, the high school students are doing now in the U.S. with gun control. So you are, are hopefully going to make this planet a better place and safer place for all of us. Yeah, exactly. And we need more youth. I mean, there is a strong youth movement who are really getting involved and and really um, taking action and taking back charge of our country because in the end, we are the future generation. We are uh, the future leaders of of the world and and a lot of youth have started to realize that this is our opportunity to get involved with our community. Um so it's really exciting and and there are tons of youth activists out there who are are really taking a stand to make a difference. That's great. I I know for me um when I was your age I was I was uh protesting um South African government and going to demonstrations and encouraging companies to boycott doing business there and it eventually happened so I'm I'm hopeful that your activism and drive will uh, encourage a change. Thank you so much and it sounds like we have very similar stories in terms of <laughs> of how we started and we're very lucky to have people like yourselves reporting on on um 
you know, messages that need to be heard and uh, ideas that need to be shared. So thank you for, for spreading that information and that truth. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's very sweet. Um, we only have a couple more minutes. So if you have any last-minute thoughts, ideas, words of inspiration for our listeners today. Mm-hmm. Um, to everyone who's listening, um, just know that there is hope and there is a solution. While all of the problems within our food system may seem dark and overwhelming, there are ways to go forward. And you're not alone in this. There's a whole food movement who is backing you, but we need every single person to start to realize the impact that your food has because it's not just about what you put in your mouth today um, or what you feed your family tomorrow. It's about the impact that your choice uh, makes for for years to come, and we need to start to really uh, recognize the change that our decisions can make. Um, Currently, I'm actually organizing an event here in Toronto, and I just wanted to to shout out if there are any Canadian or Toronto listeners or even people in the U.S. that want to come to Toronto. um, I'm (laughs) creating an event. Uh, It'll be happening downtown Toronto. It's called Gen Earth, um, and we'd be really excited if everybody could come down. So if you're interested in attending or um, interested in finding out more information, you can email me at info at kidsrighttoknow.com. Um, and we'll send you updates. Uh, but that's just a quick shout-out for, for what we're working on right now. Um, and the other thing is uh, just know that um, you can make a difference and you can make a change. You just have to become active and and find something that you're passionate about. And our food system is something that's so wonderful to be passionate about and to, to care about because our food is is part of every single part of our lives. Um, so please get involved with Kids Right to Know, my organization, and organizations like Regeneration International. And, again, you can email me if you want to get involved with Kids Right to Know, info at kidsrighttoknow.com. Um, we are always looking for more volunteers and people who are interested in spreading the message. Great. Thank you so much, Rachel. And I want a progress report from you and definitely have – have you on again when you're in college and see uh, what comes of that and your activism and being a journalist. I'm really excited to see where your journey goes. For sure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Okay. Bye. So thank you, Rachel Parent, for coming on today. I really appreciate that. And you're definitely an inspiration. I feel like I need to be doing a lot more. Um, And just as a side note on what we discussed, I would say um, keep in mind, yes, again, uh, eating organic can sometimes be more expensive, um, but getting your Starbucks latte every day adds up as well. So please keep that in mind. And you vote with your pocketbook. So when companies see that people are not buying genetically modified foods anymore and they're choosing whole foods, plant-based foods instead Um, the market will have to sort of correct itself. So please, I encourage you to, as much as your budget will allow, to choose whole foods, organic foods, and plant-based foods. Um, If you have any questions for me, you can go to livenaturallivewell.com. You can follow me on Twitter and ask me questions there. 
Um, and please mark, make, mark my show a favorite. And there's plenty of other really great guests that I've had over the years. So check out all my other guests. That's on Blog Talk Radio and also on my website. There's a tab for radio. And if you want help getting healthier, I do offer phone consultations anywhere in the world. So again, be in touch through livenaturallivewell.com. You can also follow me on the doc, uh, sorry, Instagram at the doc Heather. I post lots of yummy treats and you can see how easy it is and delicious it is to eat plant-based. So please follow me on there. And thank you so much for tuning in. I'm not going to have any guests for at least a couple weeks. So follow my Twitter feed to find who's coming on next and live natural, live well, take care.